Romans, the fourth chapter. Would you turn there, please? Romans 4. We've been on this verse, Romans 4, and we'll look in 18, verse 18. Romans 4, 18, talking about Abraham, said, against hope, no reason to expect. He believed anyway in hope and expected anyway that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. This is Mark eleven twenty four. What things ever you desire, when you pray, do what? Believe, Believe that you receive them yes. and you shall have them. Yes. And God said, I have made you and he believed that he, had, that he was and that caused him to become. Can you see that? Yes. Verse 19. Being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now we, we've read this many times, we've heard this many times, but you've got to rewind and put yourself in his shoes. He couldn't read about Genesis or Romans. He's never heard of anybody that's fathered a child in his situation or that's conceived a child in his wife's situation. Never heard of it. Right? But here is the good fight of faith. Faith, real faith in God, is unmoved by what it sees. It's unaffected by what it feels. Hmm? Is that easy? The answer is no. It's, it's not always easy. Sometimes this is where the good fight, when what you're seeing and feeling is screaming at you, you are not healed. You are anything but healed. You are not prosperous. You are not rich. And yet it is written, he became poor. Is that right? Though he was rich, he became poor so that we, through his poverty, might be made rich. Did he? Was he? Are we? Then you rich. Well, no, no, Brother Keith, I'm not rich. See, you walk in my sight. He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. By his stripes. Ye were. Ye are. Healed. Well I want to be healed brother Keith. No you you are. I want to be. No you are. (laughs) See here's the struggle isn't it. What you see. What you feel. Versus what he said. And uh, Abram received what God said about him and he was unmoved by what he saw and he was unaffected by what he felt. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief which is tied to walking beside but he was strong in faith and that did what? Gave glory to God. 
Now, a lot of people have read this. He was strong in faith, praising God. But that's not what it says. <laughs> in fact, the same word translated glory in the same King James New Testament is translated honor. So you wouldn't be changing the text at all if you said he was strong in faith, honoring God. He was strong in faith, giving honor, giving glory to God. Faith honors God. Well, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And I believe this is one of the reasons. Our faith, real faith in God, honors him. Honors him in front of earth, heaven, and hell. If that's true, don't you want to do it? Don't you want to do it? Don't you want to honor God? Well, you're in my faith does that. Look in 1 Peter, if you would. 1 Peter, the first chapter. Said out loud as you go over there, strong in faith, giving glory to God. Let's say it together. Strong in faith, giving glory to God. One more time. Strong in faith, giving glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Strong in faith, giving glory to God. And you you can see it with what's happening right now. Centuries and centuries and centuries later, Abraham's faith is honoring God tonight. Is that right? In our mind and in our eyes. Isn't that right? Well, it's not just going to be true concerning Abraham. I want you to read who else it's going to be true about. 1 Peter 1, verse 7. He said that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes. Now there are, 1 Corinthians 3 talks about this, what's being built now. Some of it's wood, hay, and stubble. Some of it's gold and silver and precious gems and metals. Our faith in God's eyes is more rare and precious than any precious metal or any precious gem could be. We should see it the same way. And though it be tried with fire, that it, that faith, our faith, might be found what? Unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Our faith is going to be praised and honored Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will be the redeemed believers forever. Malachi talks about those whose words are stout against God, but at the very end of the book, it talks about those who talked to one another and treasure the things of God, and he records it. And we are and will be his jewels and his gems. We don't know 
about eternity past, there's a whole lot that is not revealed to us that has happened prior to us. What we do know is that everything God has created has rebelled against him. Living creatures that he gave choice and will to. The angels and human beings. And he hates it. We have no idea how long he's dealt with it. And there's no cause. He's never given any being he created cause to disdain him and rebel against him and defy him. Never has. Iniquity was found in the devil. God didn't create it. And uh, not only just the rebellion against him, but the havoc it has caused. I believe, and this is just a little quip from me to you, the destruction in the universe, planets in the condition they are, is a glimpse into the past. The earth was without form and void. Well, I'm going to keep going. But God didn't give up. He didn't stop. He didn't let it all be destroyed in Noah's time. He didn't let it all be destroyed in successive generations and times. Why? He is a faith God. He believed there would be a people that would love him no matter what. That would trust him no matter what. And in the midst of a rebellious world and a curse-filled world would trust him even if people railed against us and persecuted us and mocked us, that in the midst of this darkness and death, we would love him, we would trust him, and he would say, these are mine forever. Hallelujah. 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 And I'm convinced that throughout the eons and ages to come, you and I will never rebel against him. I'm convinced. Why? We were here. We, were, we saw what rebellion does. We know what sin does. We know what death is. Nobody will ever get us to turn against God. Ever. I don't care what happens a zillion years from now. We are his. We trust him. We proved it in the fire. Oh, you didn't hear that. We, that's what this is talking about. Read it again now. That the trial of your faith, it's being tried right now. In this, it has been, it is, it will be. But it, to God, it is so precious. It is more precious than gold, though it be tried with fire. That that faith, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Verse 8, 
whom having not seen, you love. Is that you? Come on, do you love? Somebody say, I love him. I love him. Though now you see him not, and here's one of the strongest evidences of faith, believing you rejoice. Come on, say, believing you rejoice. Let me say it like this. Doubting you despair. If you're despairing, you're not believing. I don't care what you're saying. I made a good confession this morning. If you're believing, you rejoice. (laughs) I believe all my bills are paid and all my needs are met. So what would I do? If I really believe that, I'm going to rejoice. If I'm upset and depressed, I don't believe it. And we established last night. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. So does that make you sad? Or glad? Believing. You rejoice. With joy. Unspeakable. And the joy makes you strong. And full of. And full of. Full of. Is there a connection between believing. And glory. Believing in glory. Believing glorifies God, and God glorifies faith. Believing. Faith is going to be honored and glorified. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Hallelujah. Complete salvation. Praise be to God. I want you just to affirm again before we get any further from these thoughts. Sit out loud, Lord, I am yours. Lord, I, am yours. I, will yours. I will always be yours. I trust you, I trust you. Completely. completely. I don't have to understand. I, understand. I, trust I trust you. And I will never leave you. I will never, I will never forsake you. I will, you. I will not rebel against you. I belong, to you. I belong to you. I am his. He is mine. His banner over me is love. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, can, does that bear witness with your spirit? Can you tell that this is real to the Father? He will never, ever forget that in this dark, blaspheming world, you and I stood up and said, we love him. We don't care what you say. We we love him. Oh, you're one of them. Yes. And you should be too. (laughs) Yes. You're not one of those. Not one of those wild ones. Not one of those... Tongue talking, healing, miracle believing, not prosperity believing. (laughs) Not only am I one, I'm a leader. (laughs) I'm a ring leader. (laughs) They. (laughs) 
<laughs> they that will live godly. And, and a lot of folks have an idea of godly, but it's just religious. Genuinely godly, you will suffer not being sick from the curse of the law and broke. You'll suffer persecution. And you're not redeemed from that. <laughs> and that's all right because you're suffering something he suffered. Jesus suffered when he was here. And without going into the detail, first and second Peter deal with a lot of this. If you're a partaker of his sufferings, and this is talking about persecution for the word, you will also be a partaker of the glory <laughs> that shall be revealed. <laughs> Phyllis and I were talking about this just, just earlier before service. Uh, not long ago, she was trying to buy me some, some clothes and some shoes. And the guy, I forget, I won't go into the detail, but he uh, said no, he wouldn't sell us the clothes. We won't know why. And they contacted, and because I'm a prosperity preacher, <laughs> he couldn't sell me any clothes. Well, the Bible says you should shout. Is that right? You should shout if anybody persecutes you because is there anything in the word about him blessing us and about abundance? Well, then, and somebody said, you know, that makes them mad. Oh, you don't sell clothes to my kind? But Phyllis says, ah, ah, this is, this is not for no reason. We're going to pray for him. If he wants to stay the way he is, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. Is that right? I mean, the Holy Ghost will be waking him up in the middle of the night. He won't know what's going Oh, he, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> he needs to get delivered, doesn't he? But I'm just saying, me, you, will be persecuted. If you really stand on God's word and you walk by faith and you stand up for the truth, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That's identifying with Jesus and you will also be a partaker of the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And your faith will be honored. Honored. And praised. By God. Go to Matthew 8, please. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Don't get your feelings hurt. Don't get, you know, don't get mad. Don't get bitter. How dare they? They don't know me. (laughs) Jesus said, if they hated me, they'll hate you. Right? If they wouldn't receive my words, they won't receive your words. The servant is not above his master. And he said, you know, when they treat you wrong, shout. Because they mistreated the prophets of old. You're in good company. (laughs) And great is your reward. Matthew 8. That means you preach healing. If people leave your church or not. That means you preach sowing and reaping. And you talk about tithing. 
No, you, you don't tell people what they have to do because they don't have to do anything. And, and there's no pushing and there's no demanding and certainly no condemnation. But you say what the Word says. Amen. And you do it yourself. Yes. And you lead by example. Come on, yes. is that right? Yes. And if people get upset, well, then they get upset. But you don't back off the truth because somebody might get offended. Come on, is that right? A friend of mine some years ago, he was preaching on some things and he had a man in his family, excuse me, in his church that was the patriarch of like three or four families there, very wealthy. And man, he'd been a real blessing to the church. He had sown heavily and his extended families. And he came, he said he wanted to see the pastor and he, so he made an appointment, he saw him and he said, uh, you know, this, this stuff you're teaching now, I just can't go along with it. You know, if, you, if you're going to keep teaching this way and preaching this way, uh, I'm going to have to pull my families out and we're going to leave. Boy, he sat there. And he said, well, I've, you know, brother, I love you, but you can't tell me what to preach. He said, well, we're gone. We're leaving. He said, well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear it. And the guy just got up and left he said he stood up and he looked out the window and the guy's walking across the parking lot and he said, Lord, there goes the biggest giver in my church. He said, the Lord said, nope, I'm still here. <laughs> he said it wasn't three months till he, there were families brought in that were stronger than them. But fear of man brings a snare. And when, when we read in 1 Samuel 2, about them that honor me, I will honor. The previous verses said the, the, the leader of the synagogue was being rebuked because he said, you're honoring your sons before me. And how many believe we should honor the Lord and honor his word, not watered down, and no matter who likes it or don't like it. Come on, are you all with me or not? You, you, you must be bold. And not be afraid. Amen. Somebody say, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Well, man, the gospel includes healing. Yes, it includes abundance. Authority in the name of Jesus. Right? Don't be ashamed. Don't back off. Because in doing so, you wind up dishonoring the Lord, and honoring them more than God, Amen. you'll get in trouble. Amen. No, let's honor him yes. above all. <laughs> Matthew 8. There are a couple of instances in the gospel accounts where Jesus marveled at the person's faith. And he called their faith great. Great faith. Now we know Abraham had great faith. He waxed strong, or you could say great, in faith. Doing what? Doing what? Giving glory or honor to God. Well, if that's true, then you'll see that principle again. Other places, other situations. And you'll see it right here. In Chapter 8, verse 5, when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came to him 
a centurion, beseeching him. Now, a centurion was a, uh, an officer in the uh, Roman army. He was over other soldiers. And this is the most disciplined army in the world. You didn't become a centurion by being sloppy or lacking commitment. You proved yourself on the battlefield. You earned your right to be followed and lead. But he, through hearing about Jesus and seeing what the Father was doing through Jesus, decided this is my answer because he had a servant that was very precious to him and he's about dead and he comes to the conclusion Jesus is the answer for this. Yes. Not a religious man per se. He hadn't been to seminary. I don't know if he could read or write. This is a man who's a fighter and a leader of, of men. He said, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. <laughs> Is Jesus the same? Yes. Yesterday, yes. today, yes. and forever? Yes. But now, there is a difference uh, with the nobleman. He didn't just get up and come. And he said, unless you see, you won't believe. And then he pled with him to come. Then he told him, go your way. Your son lives. Why different from this? this immediately, he says, I'll come. Why? Because he's being led by the Spirit of God. And God knows, and Jesus probably perceived it by word of knowledge, this man doesn't need to see we see it in just a few verses. He doesn't need to see. The centurion answered and said, wait, let's back up to verse 7. Jesus, Jesus, the head of the church, the word made flesh, anointed with the spirit without measure. What if you got a terrible situation at your house and he says, I'll come? What are you going to say? Come on. I'll call and let them know we're coming. Huh? He didn't. This is a very special situation. Many things happen in Jesus' life and ministry that are not recorded. Not only is this one of the few recorded, it is one of only two where Jesus said, Great faith. This is great faith. For Jesus to say this is great faith, this is something. And here's a man, he's not a preacher. I don't know how many scriptures he could quote. Maybe couldn't even read, probably likely couldn't read. He's used to blood and mud and Rough guy. 
But he saw something. He heard about it and he saw it. Oh. He, uh, the Bible said that people were astounded because Jesus wasn't like the religious leaders. He spoke with authority. They'd come out and talk about it could be this or it might be this and this position of doctrine here and this position of doctrine here. And Jesus would say, shut up and come out of him. (laughs) Be healed. Rise and walk. Come on. Come on. And boy, this is something a man of authority understands. Here's somebody knows what they're doing. Here's somebody got power and authority. He's not playing. He said, that's it, that's it, that's it. Now we're not just talking about a story. We're talking about great faith. This is what kind of conference? Anybody remember what kind of conference this is? Greater. Do you want to grow in faith? Do you, you want your faith to rise up? Go beyond where you've been. It's inseparable from this. He said, I'll come. Jesus said, I'll come. The vast majority of people. I mean, how many people would have said, yay, come on. <laughs> right? Let's, let's go to my, let, let's go. I'll come and heal him. And the centurion said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. Now, we talked about this Monday night, I think. If you're going to give God a place over you, you've got to take a place under him. Before honor is humility. And if you'll humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, what comes next? That he may exalt you in due time. He's not opposed to your and my being exalted. He's opposed to us doing it. Self-promotion. Self-exaltation. Is devilish. No. He wants to do it. When and how. He knows best. And that's always later. Than your flesh wants it to be. <laughs> A lot of times you need to die to some things. Before he, he can do some things for you. So your head doesn't swell up. He said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only. Just give the command. Give the order. And my servant shall be healed. Jesus thought a whole lot of this. You should too. Come on, are y'all with me? Are we? Jesus thought a whole lot of this. The Holy Spirit, the Father thought so much of this, he had it recorded for us for all generations. He said, back up to verse 8 again. Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. What does he need to believe? He doesn't need to see. He doesn't need to feel. He doesn't need to experience anything sensory. Come on, are you with me? He needs a word from the Lord. He needs a word. He needs to hear from him. And once he's got that, he's got it. 
He's got it. My servant will be healed. I'm a man under authority. I have soldiers under me. I say to this man, go. And in the Roman army, guess what happens? He goes, goes, buddy. (laughs) I say to my servant, do this. And he says, why? (laughs) (laughs) And in one word, I just described some of the biggest problems in the body of Christ. We are to endure hardness as good soldiers and showing respect and honor for the captain of our salvation. Come on, you believe it or not? I mean, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to have the same mentality exactly. We're supposed to come and say, permission to be healed, sir. He says, you are healed. Thank you, sir. And that's it. You don't check how you feel. You don't need a report. Somebody say, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That's it. That's supposed to be it. But is that it with most Christians? No. They come up. Their uniform is all right, disarrayed. Laces are missing. Shoes ain't been shined ever. I need to be healed, Jesus. He said, you are healed. (laughs) I know them scriptures, but I feel so bad. Please, Jesus. Sloppy. Unbelieving. Sloppy and unbelieving go together. Disrespectful and unbelieving go together. Come on, can you see this? Yeah, Yeah, but I but I need, but I need, but I need no respect for the command. No respect for the word and won't act on it. If the man says, Thank you, sir, and turns around and goes, have we ever read as they went? Yes, sir. They were healed. But see, this walking by sight, the world, if you'll let it, will get in the church. The disrespect of the world, the sloppiness of the world, the looseness of the world. Everything's okay, everything's all right, nothing's a big deal. And if you're that way with everybody, you are that way with the Lord too. Don't kid yourself. You don't just flip a switch and become spiritual man. When something needs to happen, you are the way you are. We can't have great faith without great respect. Can you say amen? And you see it demonstrated right here. The Lord says, I'll come. I'll come right now. And this is just astounding Mm -hmm. that this man says, you don't need to. In fact, you don't need to come to my house. 
I got a rough past. I'm a, I'm a bloody man. And I'm not claiming I deserve anything, but I know authority when I see it. And I know power when I see it. I'm a man who's under authority. When I get orders, I obey my orders. When I give orders, they are followed. Oh, come on. Is anybody listening in here? We've got large portions of the body of Christ that are AWOL. AWOL. I mean large, large portions. They prayed. They sought the Lord. He gave them orders. And they went there for three weeks. Somebody didn't treat them quite right. Somebody didn't acknowledge their gift. (laughs) Or give them a spot on the platform. (laughs) How many times have we heard that, Dave? (laughs) It's like somebody that's uh, in the military and they get stationed in Adak, Alaska. And <laughs> there are some places that are not as nice as others. But the military needs you where they need you. And they get there for a few weeks and they go, hey, hey, don't we have bases in Hawaii? <laughs> and so they just leave and go to Hawaii. Is that okay? No. Oh, no. No, you are AWOL, absent without leave. You are out of the will of the army. You can go to jail. Well, we got all kind of folks. They write their own orders. (laughs) And sign it, Jesus. (laughs) What do you mean? They say, the Lord told me I could leave. The Lord told me I could go, ah, forger. It's a a forgery. (laughs) I've never said that in my life. I (laughs) I believe that's the Lord. Do you believe that's the Lord? They write their own orders. The Lord told me I could leave my wife too. Yeah. Yeah. Told me that. Well, y'all are looking. (laughs) Yeah. Told me uh, I didn't have to listen to them and do it their way. I can go start my own. I can. The Lord told me. The Lord told me they are writing their own orders. Go back to 1 Peter, if you would, and look at this. (laughs) Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Master. I'm thanking the Lord because I didn't know exactly what to preach tonight. And and I'm I'm here. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I just had orders to show up. (laughs) So I showed up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo. 
Spirit of God's moving. Things are, things are happening. You, you may have heard Brother Kenneth Hagin, who's in heaven now, talk about the Lord directing him to pray scripture prayers for yourself. The Ephesian prayers, Ephesians 1 and 3, Colossians prayers. There are others. There are several. There's one in 1 Peter, last chapter, 5th chapter. And so I was going to be spiritual, you know, when I first heard this. And so I'm going to pray these prayers. So I went through the epistles and I marked them. I got to this one and I marked it and I thought, oh. I want to pray that first part, but I wanted to stop about halfway through the verse and not pray the other part. But are we word people? Word people means all the word. 1 Peter 5, 10. This is a prayer. The God of all grace who has called us to what? His eternal glory by Christ Jesus after that you've suffered a while. Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. How many want to be perfected? How many want to be established so you are not moved by the winds of doctrine and everything else? How many want to be strong? You want to be a lot stronger than you are? You want to be settled. The devil can't move you. It's going to come after you've suffered a while. <laughs> you can almost hear word and faith people rebuking that in their breath. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm redeemed from all suffering. No, you're not. You're redeemed from the curse of the law. Suffering what? Not suffering being sick. Not suffering being broke. Suffering one of the awfulest things there is. Not getting your way. (laughs) One of the most terrible things (laughs) in life. Not getting your way. Somebody said, where'd you come up with that? Well, just hang on. (laughs) Have I led you astray so far? All right, hang on. (laughs) Brother Hagin has a book entitled, Must Christians Suffer? If you hadn't read it, I highly recommend it. And among other things, he says, would you like to know why I'm so settled today? And I was around the man. I was around him privately. I was around him when things were going great. I was around him when things weren't going so great. And you talk about, it would remind you of Jesus. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Solid. Whew. None of this up, down. The secretary never told you, oh, I wouldn't go in there today. <laughs> Settled. I mean, he's going to say the same thing to you, what the word says. No matter what. He said, would you like to know why I'm so settled today? And usually there was a great attention in the crowd. He'd say, it's because I've suffered. Really? Because I've suffered. What? Then he'd go on to describe, he'd say, every church I pastored was a troubled church. And he'd say, You know, 
one church, there's so much strife, half of them sat on one side and wouldn't go to the other. The other sat on that side and they'd glare at each other. And he said all he could preach on was love and heaven for a long time. And he said sometimes he'd prepare and pray half the night. He'd get up and preach his heart out. And he said it was like a big ball hit the back of the wall and just come back and slap him in the face. Well, is that comfortable? No. Is that fun? No. Is that suffering? Yes. Yes, it is. And on this occasion, he said he'd lay down after Sunday night. He and Miss Aretha going to bed. He'd say, if I didn't know. <laughs> God told us to be here. I'd go get a U-Haul. I'd back it up to the parsonage. We'd load this thing up. We'd be gone in the morning. And people would come and say, where'd Brother Hagin go? Well, a lot of folks didn't just say. They left. It got hot in the kitchen. And they got out the kitchen. It got uncomfortable, and they ran, and they left. And if you do that, you will never grow up. Are you reading this verse? You will not be perfected. You will not be established. You will not be strengthened. You will not be settled. You'll be unsettled. You'll be weak. You won't be established. You won't be developed and perfected. You'll go from, it's sad because a lot of the body of Christ, they go from here to there, to there, to here, to there. They try this church. They try this ministry. They try this. They try this. And decades are passing and they're getting older and they're missing their windows of opportunity because the plan of God requires faith. And obedience. And that obedience will require submission. And submission is not fun. And it's not easy. I've had people tell me, you know, well, submission's always been easy for me. I almost laugh. That means they don't have a clue what submission is. Submission is not easy for anybody. Never. Somebody says, well, it is for me. You don't know what it is, honey child. Jesus, though he were a son, anybody know the rest of the scripture? Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience. By what? By what? The things that he suffered. And you see the synopsis of this when he cried out, Oh, Father, if it's possible and anything's possible with you, let this cup pass from me. But then what? Nevertheless, not my will. But your will be, you are not submitting until your will is different from theirs. There can be no submission unless your will is different and contrary from the will you are submitting to. Is that easy? No. It involves suffering. There's been a time or two in my life, in Phyllis in my life. I wanted to do something different than what I was doing at the time. I wanted to change. So I, I came and fell across the bed and put in a request for a transfer. <laughs> and it came back. 
Denied. <laughs> so now I got a choice. Are y'all with me or not? I got a choice. What's my choice? Anybody know what I'm? I can be a real Christian and let Jesus actually be my Lord. Right? Not, not my Savior only, but my Lord. And take his commands seriously and submit to him and to whoever he tells me to submit to. Or I can be a deceiver and write my own orders and sign it Jesus and tell other people I prayed and heard from God. He told me I could be released. He told me I didn't have to take all that. He told me they didn't appreciate my gift. So I, they told me, so Jesus told me, and if they don't repent, you'll see them 40 years later, babies, not in their place, sad, not developed in their grace, no fruit, confused. A lot of them get mad at God. God, why aren't you doing more with me? It's not his fault that you wrote your own orders, that you jumped out of where he put you and you, no. Somebody say, like a good soldier. Enduring hardness. And read it again. The God of all grace. Is his grace sufficient no matter what you're dealing with? Come on, is his grace? Oh, it is. It is. The God of all grace. Who's called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after that you've suffered a while. Looking back now, we've been in the ministry about almost 40 years now, pushing 40. There's some situations and things I wouldn't go through again for large sums of money. (laughs) But, but I wouldn't take anything for what God worked in me. And developed in me. Because when you've been through some big stuff. Little stuff don't bother you. And when you. Put your own flesh under. And it screams and it cries. But you put it under anyway. And you obey God. Something happens in you. And you no longer live your lifetime. Subject to the flesh. Oh somebody say praise God. And you pass tests. And God can trust you and he will add to you and he will promote you and he will give you your own. You heard about that the other night. That is great faith that glorifies God. Read the rest of it in Matthew 8, please. Matthew 8. Mm-hmm. Verse 7, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But instead of just jumping at that, the man said in verse 8, I'm not worthy. Lord, is there respect here? Man, there's respect. Lord, in fact, if somebody had overheard him say that, and repeated it to his uh, superiors. They're supposed to worship the emperor. Yeah. 
he could have gotten real trouble. Lord, <laughs> I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. You just give the order. Don't make any difference what's wrong with him, or how incurable, or, or terminal it may be. That's got nothing to do with it. If you'd give the order, Lord. He shall be healed. Verse 9. I'm a man under authority. I have soldiers under me. I say to this man go. He goes. To another come. And he comes. To my servant do this. And he does it. Is that what the Lord's looking for? He doesn't need you to know everything. He doesn't need you to have all experience and all graces and talents. He just needs some people that will do what he says. When he says it. And not question him and argue with him for three years. Verse 10. When Jesus heard it. He, he did what? He did what? Now Jesus is not impressed over every little thing. He did what? Marveled. Jesus marveled. He ooed and awed. And wowed. He, he, he stopped and said, Wow, would you look at that? And I know the whole crowd, boy, they, when he said that, they're going, huh, huh, huh? He said, Verily, he said to them that followed. So he made this, he's public, he's telling everybody, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Wonder what about all the Leaders of the synagogue thought about that. <laughs> How about his 12? <laughs> How about? <laughs> They're thinking, well, I thought he had a lot of faith. I think... He said, I have not seen faith like this in the whole country. Here you get a revelation. It's surprising how you don't find faith where you think you would. And how you do find amazing faith where you think you wouldn't. The other instance was the Syrophoenician woman. A centurion in the, in the army and a Syrophoenician. No darlings of the synagogue anywhere. No, not even one of Jesus' own team. I hadn't found Great faith, no, not in Israel. I say to you, many will come from the east and west. They'll sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom, it should have been, will be cast out into outer darkness. There'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth, which is also, you'll be surprised at who's in heaven Amen. and who's not. Right. And Jesus said to the centurion, which is what he's been waiting on. Come on, are y'all with me? What's he, wait, what's he waiting on? I need that order. I need that command. Go your way. Oh, man. As far as he's concerned, this, this, this is it. This is it. Go your way. As you have believed, so be it done to you. 
Oh, glory to God. He didn't need to take another step. He didn't need to go to the house. He didn't need to pray. He didn't need to lay hands on. Because when he said that, that man, I mean, he's, he, he's followed orders all of his life. He goes, that's it, that's it, that's it. And the power of God flew from there and healed that man. Saith same hour. That's greater faith. That's great faith. And can you see it is inseparable from honor, from respect. It's inseparable. And so the generation we live in, my brother Copeland mentioned the other night, we, we've got multiple generations that have not been taught honor. It's been lost. They, they don't even know what it is. And it's gotten in the church. So the result is lack of faith. Weak faith. Lack of faith. But by the grace of God, you and I have camped out here this week. And we've opened our spirits up to the great Holy Spirit. And he is working in you. To will and to do of all his good pleasure. And our eyes are being enlightened and open. And he's teaching us what's honor and what's dishonor. He's teaching us what's respect and what's disrespect. And we're going to remember it. He charged us earlier in the week, teach your children. Teach. That doesn't mean you've got to be mean and hard. You set the example in front of them. And then you point out to them when they're not doing it. You help them. And in so doing, we will be doing that with the Lord. We'll be showing him more respect. And when he speaks to us, we won't cry. We won't wallow. We won't argue. We'll say, yes, be it unto me, <laughs> even as you've said. And it'll, it'll be settled. It'll be established. And it'll be so to us. Can you say amen? amen? Lift your hands and give praise to God. Come on, lift up your hands. Give praise to God. Give glory to God. Oh, let's just praise Him some. Father, we worship you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you thanks. We adore you. We magnify you. We praise your holy name. Pray. Go ahead and stand. Stand up and let's praise him some more. Lord, we worship you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We magnify you. Praise 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 you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you. 
I worship you. I glorify you. I honor you, O God. Oh, hallelujah. I worship you. 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 I honor you, Lord. I honor you. I glorify your word and your spirit and your name and your people and your things. I worship you. I honor you. I glorify you, O God. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise be. Praise be. Praise be to our glorious God, our glorious Father, our glorious Master Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. I worship 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 you, O Father. I worship you, O Father. Pray it out loud with me, and then we'll worship him a little bit more. Say it out loud. Father, forgive me for ignorance, disrespect, dishonor. Alert me. Set a watch at the door of my lips. Arrest me lest I speak and act and think dishonorably. Teach me the glory of the Lord. Teach me the honor of my God. Hallelujah. I am a willing student. I am a willing disciple of my Master Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, 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 hallelujah, praise be to God, hallelujah, go go right ahead, go ahead, thank you Father. I have it real strong in my heart that there's people in here that God wants to raise up their ministries and make them greater and take them to the next level yes. and higher yes. in their ministries than they've ever been before. So be it. But there's been some mistakes made in their lives. And the devil is, has been able to crush them in a sense. And I keep getting this in my heart. The gifts and callings of yes, God yes, yes. are irrevocable. 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 He'll never take them away. That's right. That's right. 
But you haven't been able to break free from those things. It's become like an addiction in your life. I don't know what they are. But the preciousness of the call on our lives is the most valuable thing that we have. And it's no surprise that the devil would do all he could do to steal it away from people. And don't count it as a surprise that he's hounded you and he's ridden you and Mm. he's pushed you to every limit of the extreme to get you to quit. Because that's his job. That's what he does. Because if he can get you to quit then he can get the people around you to quit because he'll say, see that man of God? He, he quit. And if he can't stand, I can't stand. And the Lord told me this standing over there. The reason so many ministers are falling is because they're not doing and using the equipment that I gave them to stand and mm. to overcome. Mm. Mm. He said, I told them to build themselves up yes. in the Holy yes. Spirit, praying yes. Yes. in the Holy Ghost yes. daily. Yes. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yes. Yes. He said yes. in Jude 20, put it up on the screen. Oh, Shayla. You Mongo cannot resist the back. devil in your own strength. You need someone bigger than your yes. flesh to resist the devil. Yes. You need someone bigger than you to resist the devil. We're not big enough, and the devil knows that. That is why we have the greater one living inside of us. Thank you, Father. He is greater than the devil. Thank you, Father. And because of him, we are greater than the devil. And what Keith said the other night about the in him truth is we are greater in him. We're not greater in ourselves. We are greater in Him. In Him. Yeah. And we've been trying to stand in ourselves. And you're seeing us fall like dominoes. One to the left and one to the right and one to the front and one to the back. And God said this, but beloved, building up yourself, praying Building up yourself in your most holy faith, your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. He said we as ministers can only stand against the devil with this. And we got to start doing it again. We don't have time for FaceTime and Snapchat and television. We don't have time for all the other things that the world is doing. We've got to be able to stand and resist the devil. And we've got to start our days doing this so that when the things come throughout the day, we can resist no matter what the devil throws at us. We are strong enough on the inside to resist whatever the devil throws at us. And maybe you have fallen and you have fallen and you have fallen and you just... Some people in here are, and I don't want to use the word, hating themselves. They don't even like to look at themselves in the mirror for some of the things that they've done. But you know what? That's the devil lying to you. 
Because the greater one lives inside of you. And he can help you overcome. Paul said, I pray more than you all. And he said, I keep my body under also. Well, that's exactly how he did it. By praying in the Holy Spirit. Don't let the devil ruin your whole life and your whole ministry by letting him convince you you cannot overcome in these areas. But you can't do it by yourself. You can only do it with the greater one that lives inside of you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what your past. It matters this step that you take to go forward and turn the page and say, I'm going forward with him. Yes. Because I have the greater one inside of me and I know how to overcome because he's given me this. I can pray in the Holy Spirit daily, all day long. I wake up, I spend an hour or two or whatever it takes to get past this and start going forward. And you can move forward in him and put the past in the past. And you will be that person of God that he takes up to that next level and that next level. And your churches will grow and your ministries will go and your household will grow and this defeat will go away forever in Jesus name glory to God hallelujah hallelujah oh hallelujah 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 praise you Lord praise you Lord praise you Lord praise you Lord Praise you, Lord. 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 Praise you, O God. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Master. Praise you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Those are answers. And that was, uh, that was the word of the Lord at the end. Did you hear that? That's a, that's a prophecy. Worthy to hear again and see again and read again. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. We're not victims. We're victors. Hallelujah. We're not defeated. We're more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.